catch him up. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Catch Em Up podcast. I'm Mariah Daniels. And I am Scotty D. And as y'all know, we talk all things fishing here in South Florida. We're in West Palm Beach. And something that we always get hit up about uh, with our friends is, you know, they want us to bring them fish, this, that. And there's a lot involved in getting a specific fish or fish in general. I don't know what it is. It's just fish. It's it's easy to get them. (laughs) It's easy to just go out there, drop your line in, you know, jiggle it a couple times and pull something up. And what they don't realize is there's a whole process to it. So this episode is kind of, uh, we're going to break three fish down in the whole process of uh, what goes into actually getting out and catching these fish, you know, filleting it, cleaning it. Because some people just don't understand. Uh, yeah, no. I think they understand what they see on TV, judging by my last charter and what people, their expectations versus the work that goes into right. it. You know, there's, there's. I mean, it starts at the house before you even leave. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to have your tackle box. First, you got to have the right gear. Right. Then you got to prepare it all. Then you got to go out there and actually implicate. You're actually, you have a live animal that you're trying to trick into eating something that is on the end of a piece of fishing line with a metal hook in it. You know, do you know what I mean? Not not try and sound narcissist. (laughs) I'm just saying it's, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. It's, it it is in theory, Mm -hmm. you know, people look at, Oh, you just cast and you eat it. But to be good at something and to constantly provide and figure out a species, you know, it's it's like, for instance, uh, my sister, she's a huge grouper fan and she'll just be like, Hey, can you bring me home some grouper? This, that, like, Oh, you just go out there and catch it. I'm like, it's not like I can't just walk to the beach and, well, and just get it. We, I'm we, like, we, I mean, we I guess don't live certain, on the West Coast of Florida either. So <laughs> like, in certain ways you can. But for instance, for grouper. So if you're to like go out grouper fishing, what would be your whole kind of beginning to end process of catching on? So my, my first thing is we're on the Atlantic Coast. Okay. So the first thing is I have to do is I have to put fuel in the boat. <laughs> Right to the beach. You so don't want to get stuck out there. No, we're 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 gonna go ahead and gas up. Okay, we're gonna wake up at the butt crack at dawn. We're gonna get out there. We're gonna make sure we have bait, whether it's frozen bait, live bait, yada yada right. yada. Okay, then we're gonna options. then we're gonna go out there. Then we have have spent you know years finding spots, rocky structures usually, or on the reef, reef edges, right. or where the grouper hang out. So you spend years trying to figure out where these fish are. Then you have to play a current and be able to drift your bait or anchor up directly on top of where that fish is going to eat. Then you have to tie on your, do your lead, control your lead to keep your bait down, but have it not raising too far off the bottom or have it getting stuck and on the that bottom. That is one of the most challenging things. I can't tell you how many times I have broken my line off because the lead, you're just trying to, like you said, just right at that level. But if you get, you're going like you're you're coasting down if you hit that reef you get it snagged pops it oh yeah i mean that's <laughs> never gonna end i mean i do it all the time too it's you so know it's just, but you're in the zone right if you want to be in the right zone you're gonna break stuff off but okay so let's go here so anyways all that aside you know where you're going you go on a charter you have to hope one the fish are chewing right because fish are like people sometimes they're not hungry you know they're just gonna be like, unless no. they're me <laughs> i just okay i just ate a four pound grunt do I really want to eat that thing? No, that looks like shit. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> Dead bait just kind of going. Now, you have die. certain things to where they'll hit it at a reaction just because right. that's why I like the live bait for the grouper and whatnot. Because the reaction bite is they just see this thing twitching down there and they're like, man, I already ate. But that thing's down there just twitching. 
I would be eating him if I wasn't. You know what? Right, Fuck you're it. We're, up, we're eating. Yeah, him. you're giving up this. Oh, I might not have this opportunity to eat. Maybe later. So maybe <laughs> I should take advantage. In the end of the now. story, okay. <laughs> so you're gonna go down there. Okay, let's just say now we get the grouper hooked up. Now we have to reel them up past the sharks and hope the sharks don't eat them. Oh, sharks. Then I gotta get. I say, let's just say I get him to the boat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also uh, have to make sure that he is as of size, a legal size. The keep, right, the right, the right species, the to, right size. Exactly, right species, right size, right season. <laughs> okay. It's like yes, I got it, but we're not done yet. Make sure all that. Then okay, so we catch this grouper. We all right. Let's just go. We got our keeper grouper. Now I'm gonna put him on ice. You know, which I which I also bought. Now I've only caught one grouper this day. Okay, that's mm-hmm. it. We're going home. I go home. Now I, I ice it. I fillet it. I clean it. I vacuum seal it. I do this, and then you get that sister-in-law that comes over. Is like, I saw you have grouper. I want it. <laughs> Can I get some? Billy, you know, no. you have so much. You always have fish, Scotty. You and, and being me, fish. I always usually give her to her, or, <laughs> or, or or the people that ask. Always. You know, I'm like, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> but I torment myself. I go, but I, I think we got off track. We did. I mean, this is well. We did. We. Kind but of, that that is really what goes in. It, so now, if you're fishing for grouper, there are some certain tips that I can uh, offer up. When it when it comes to your your weight, you want just enough weight to get down there, stay down, but not be too heavy to where you're catching in everything. Because if you're too heavy, you're just going to mm-hmm. catch in every damn rock you're at. You know what I mean? It's got to be able to just kind of bounce over the rock. What would be a, like a? a it just, all depends on the yeah. current. Okay, so let's just go this. If it's two like six or a, two and a half to three mile an hour current, I'm usually going to use a six to an eight ounce okay. lead. And uh, with that six or eight ounce lead, that's going to get you down there, but it's still going to want to come off the bottom a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of scope out. Now, if you're anchored up, you want to use enough lead to literally hold you straight up and down. Right. I'm a drift kind of guy. I don't really like to anchor too much, especially on our coastline. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the West Coast, you, you're you more of like a rock pile. We have what uh, like a reef line. Yeah. So I would like to cover the whole reef line. If I if I anchor up in one spot, well, yeah, usually I can pull. Well, I can are. pull one or two fish. Mm-hmm. But my numbers go dramatically down. Right. So I like to do a drift. But what I can say is you want to use a heavy enough leader to where you're not going to break the fish off. But he's also not going to look at it and be like, God damn, dude, you just dropped down a piece of rope in my face. (laughs) You know what I mean? You want to you need to tackle down as light as you can get away with. You know, if you get to the point to where you're just getting broke off or ripped into rocks. And that also comes down when you're grouper fishing. You got to have. Because that fish's first instinct, when he comes out of that hole, he grabs that bait, he wants to go right underneath a rock where he's safe. He feels safe under there. And let me tell you, they are not easy to get out of there. Yeah, then that's a whole <laughs> nother set a of problems. fight like no other. I mean, I don't, I, until you can get them out, I'm like, I don't even want the rod. You they get them throw out, down, man. <laughs> Groupers throw down. So what it is, they have these gill plates. Right. So they'll go into this hole and spread these gill plates. And they have these. Is that how they lock They got in? these two big spikes on the side and they like lock into the hole. And you're not getting them out. I yeah, mean, you're, you have a am, chance. So the best thing you can do not easy. is free, just literally open your bail or, you know, right. release the line and give it some tension. Take all the tension off the line. Now, either one, you're going to, it's going to drop the hook. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get your rod back or you're going to break off. Or two, he's going to start to feel comfortable. Okay, the pressure's not on my face. And he's going to want to move out of that area. So what they'll do is they'll shoot out of the hole real quick. And and that's when you literally lift up and Mm -hmm. try. And then you have to literally put it to him. This is where you need a reel that can handle a lot of drag to be able to rip him off that bottom. Now, once you get him like four or five feet off the bottom, 
it's usually smooth sailing since then. And once you get him into yeah, the top him, 20 feet of the water, he's going to blow up and come up. Then, but yeah, then it's, just, that, it's that first 20 feet off the bottom where it's the real throwdown wrestling match. And there you go. I want to see my sister out there pull, pull in her next dinner. <laughs> yeah. But you go to the West Coast. I mean, they catch grouper after grouper after grouper. Our coast used to be good, but our grouper population has diminished heavily. I mean, there's... Sorry, I'm yeah. probably going to get a lot of hate on it. There are still a decent amount of grouper here, but not to where I can go out there with a charter and be like, hey, I want to catch my limit of black grouper. I say, yeah, me too. Where are we going? <laughs> where, where are we going? You go? know what I mean? I, I literally went from being able to do that my whole life right. to now I can go out and maybe catch you a couple shorts and might get a keeper. Right. Because the Goliaths are also a problem. I was going to say, was that what Darcy caught when we were up in um, that Stewart area? Yeah. That was, I mean, the fight that sh- that fish was put in, and we were trying to catch. What was the size average? Oh, of they the were type they of were four to eight hundred pound grouper. It, it's like a small car. It's like a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> and it, I, we we a couple of times we almost got it in, but that's it's not easy by any means. Just that's just one fish. Yeah, that's just the grouper. But that's the grouper. So, but what that comes back to now when people ask you now, I didn't mean to sound like a jerk, right? But you know, people ask fishermen for their fish and they wonder why some people are hesitant now don't get me wrong yeah. if i go to the west coast and i limit out a grouper i got you know yeah, 10 gallon bags yeah. sure i'm gonna feed everybody or like when i went to the keys and we right. got the deep water groupers right you know what i mean well, yeah absolutely you can have some but when you go not and being you, greedy about it but you're also you, you're the one that put the the work the yeah. effort into it the whole process there's a it. lot of work that goes behind just fishing in general you know i mean granted it's a it's a work of passion mm-hmm. you know it's you you gotta love it if you're going out there just to not have fun and try and provide food, then you might as well just go to the store and buy fish. There's no point of going fishing if you're literally just in it for the food. Go go buy fish. Right. It's just cheaper. Go get it. It's cheaper in the long run. You know what I mean? And it's just a lot easier. What was like when we another fish would be, uh, for instance, sea trout. The last time we went up to uh, Sebastian, it was like before we even left, everyone was like. Oh, you guys are going to catch some trout? Like, awesome! You know, I'll take like two, and we we're just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to catch one, <laughs> or you know, a couple. Yeah. Well, like- here's the thing: is they just changed our limits on sea trout, so we can only keep two per person. See, and they have a the slot trout. now. They have to be between I'm 15 not- and 19 inches. We know my snooks. I'm not good in this slot, you know, area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, still, I cannot catch me a slot snook for the life of me. Now we're going into trouts, and I got to catch a, tr- that, a that, slot that, that trout. That makes that makes a few of us there. That the the old. Uh, but the trout are really fun. I right. uh, I have a the and the cool thing about the trout is there's so many different ways to catch them. When they're eating, I mean, you right. saw like the last time we went when they're chewing, just pull something out of your tackle box and throw it out Hon- there, and yeah, they're honestly, gonna eat it. <laughs> didn't matter what it but was. But then there's also times when they won't, and this is like if they're if it's a hard bite, there's two things you need to do. One, go through your entire tackle box and throw. If you know the fish are there, just throw every single thing you can. And if they will not eat it, switch to live bait. If they won't eat that, then you are just shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, but the, feeding frenzy the other and thing, not some t- trout are schooling fish, and right. they're not going to be always in the same place you caught them last time. They move. You know, they got tails. They, they swim. swim. They, they swim. Travel. Well, they move to, like, so they'll work a flat. Mm-hmm. They'll eat all the fish off the flat. Well, they got they can't stay now, the there. The flats like when we go to the sandbar kind of areas. Is that where we, fe- we kind catch of, so them off the, the flat? The things that trout really like is is a shallow it's uh like where shallow and deep water kind of meet mm-hmm. with seagrass so where it they like to down. use the seagrass and they'll there's like little sand holes in there right and they'll sit in there and they camouflage 
and they wait for fish to come back oh, out of the grass. Of, they mm-hmm. come through the grass and then they just ambush them. They're just kind of. Do they come up or do they just kind of? They'll like, come well, up. I guess they'll yeah, come they up hang right towards the bottom. the bottom. They hang towards the bottom and they come up. I mean, they'll swim around all over. But so that's why when we cast it out, we you know cast it up current and let it kind of. So like it's like a, it's, it's almost it's almost like a crappie. If you look at a fish's anatomy, you can usually tell where they're hunting from. So now right. a, a, a speckled sea trout, if you look at their eyes, they're positioned very high on their head. So you know they're, they're so they're little. usually lower looking up. Okay. Okay. Now, granted, they can see forward, side to side, all that. Right. But and you look at certain fish, you know their their eyes are more towards the center of their head. Mm-hmm. That means they're kind of a swimmer, a yeah. roamer. You know, like a flounder, they lay flat, so both eyes are on side. They're looking up all the time because yeah. they're laying <laughs> on the bottom, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's just fishes and uh, fish anatomy. Is, is a big thing, you know, the size of their lateral line, how they do they predate mainly. You can look at the size of their eyeballs. Do they mm-hmm. predate based on sight? Do they predate based on smell? Do they predate uh, based on vibrations in the water you, like a snook does? Mm-hmm. A snook has very good eyes, okay? Very good eyes. You also look at their eyes positioned towards the top of their head because most of the time their bellies are towards the bottom of the ocean. Right. And they're either looking forward or they're looking up. The so same. they just they waiting. don't care yeah. what's below them because they they hang out down low. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't have to worry about something so coming from underneath them. Sn- <laughs> well, they might get a titty bite <laughs> off the crab, but the that's crab. I don't think that's a big deal because then they'll probably eat his ass. <laughs> but that that is not. one tip that I would give you for any fish that you are targeting. Really, I I know this is deep for a lot of people that think mm-hmm. you know just go throw a fishing pole. The anatomy of a fish and how they predate on certain things really is going to affect in the ways you're going to try and target these fish because like i said earlier they're whatever you throw at them that's not a live bait that shit doesn't swim in the water every day so they're going to look at it and be like they're like wait what what the what hell is, is this? that like checking it out especially with all the stuff floating in our oceans and mm-hmm. stuff they're just like mm, i'm hesitant i don't know if i want to eat that <laughs> oh yeah i mean how many times have I seen a fish follow something forever? Right, they do. Because you know what they're doing. They're checking it out, seeing if they want to eat it. Then you get the fish that literally you move something so fast they don't get a chance to look at it. Right. Now, that's a reaction strike. They're, they're just going to chase and plow that thing. Mm-hmm. They don't care what it is. We're like, all right, we'll bite first, ask questions later. It, it's really <laughs> it's really how it goes, and I know it's a lot to take in, but these are the types of things. It is if, I'm learning like so much about this. Yeah, when you do it for so long, it's in everything comes with time. Right. Okay. You're not gonna pick it all up, but the best thing I could tell you is just start learning by failure. You're or gonna, just pick or, one you, at a time, like you, one specific. You fail, fish. but then when you start to succeed, you can build patterns. Right. You know, because fish like let's go into bass fishing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're, we're going gonna, inland. <laughs> yeah, we're going inland. Now we're going to the freshwater. So you go into bass fishing, and bass are going to live in different areas and eat on different foods based on their cycle. Mm-hmm. So you have pre-spawn, you have spawn, you have post-spawn, and then you just got the damn time when they're just living it up. <laughs> living my best life. But they in live and they stay in different areas, and they predate differently. Mm-hmm. So that is where I'm trying. My biggest thing that I know I've said it ten times, and you're probably going to cut ten of them out, but. Predation, the way a, a fish predates is the key to successfully catching them and then learning on what types of tackle to use. Right. You know? I know when we go bass fishing, there is, I mean, you have your artificial and we switch that up all the time. There's a hundred oh, different yeah. types, you know, to use. Yeah, because like with the bass, right, if they're feeding on shad right. that are just swimming in the schools, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that means they're being active, very active. So I'm going to throw things like rattle traps, crankbaits. I'm not going to sit here and bounce a, craw- a, a crawfish yeah. gig on the bottom when they're feeding on shad. It's a, right. it's a very simple thing. It's been said or for frog, years. Just, you, know, you always want to match the hatch. Mm-hmm. So if you can figure out also what all these fish are feeding on, like let's go back to the sea trout. Mm-hmm. So we were catching them on live shrimp. Okay, but right. I'm I'm seeing in the water tons of these little glass minnows everywhere. And you were the one to switch to that. Yeah. So I took the smallest little swim bait, okay, that Tiny. I mean teeniest, tiniest little bait I could have. And I probably caught 50 fish in 10 minutes. Oh, he minutes. just started slaying it on those. And we were like, wait, give me. And of course, it was the only one you had. I think you had one other, but it was slightly different that yeah. we put on another rod. But okay, the, we need you more saw the bite those. difference yeah. go up. You were like, and it. it it basically looked like what they were eating. Exactly, yeah. So now you look, you take what they're eating, and now you make it look in distress. Mm-hmm. So you want to make it, because it's another thing, too. Like, people will, they're wondering, like, how do you guys catch a mullet in a giant school of mullet and go throw it back into the school of mullet and get a fish to eat that one mullet? Easy target. It's not just the distress. So now if the mullet are on the surface, mm-hmm. they're hanging towards the surface, I'm going to put that mullet underneath of them. Because the predator, if the fish are oh, on the, the if the if the bait are on the surface, the, that means the fish are keeping them up there mm-hmm. because they don't want to go down there where the fish are. I mean, they're not stupid. They know yeah. they know. Hey, that thing's gonna eat me. Granted, they're screwing up anyways by going up there, but <laughs> but so now I got a mullet below them all. That thing stands out like a sore thumb. Right. Now the mullet are all down. Right. They're all hanging out in the bottom, hugging the rocks real tight, trying to stay safe. Well, guess where I'm going to put the next Bring one? I'm going to send that some bitch out on the surface. Right up above. And now they're going to be like, "Oh, that poor bastard got lost. You're he's, done. He's all alone. Yep, he's, he's going to get away slurped. from his group. And you now just got to do something to make them a little bit different. Just throw them off a little bit. Because if you get one that's swimming with the school, the odds of him getting eaten are slim to none. So basically, what we're saying is, it's not as easy as it sounds. Clearly, there's a lot that goes into fishing. You're not just grab my fishing pole and I'm going to go out. No, you have your tackle. You're trying to figure out what you need, what's going to bite. You're switching things up. You're doing well, different things. Whatever you are yes, fishing, you to have be, different to ways be to be highly successful to where you can stock meat in a freezer. If you're looking like that, if you're a fish eater. Or just not catching. I mean, you want to catch something. You don't want to just go out there and just cast a billion times. Believe me, I've done it. It's the most frustrating thing when you mm-hmm. sit there just over and over and over. And you're like, I'm done. <laughs> done. And it's I, not my I, day. I've said this in previous podcasts, too, that I can't emphasize enough to talk to local fishermen. Right. You know, when you're going there, you know, be friendly. Some of them are jerks. You know, I'm going to tell you a yeah. lot. Some people are going to say I basically piss off, which I, I don't like that attitude. You know, right. I'm all for like. I'm not going to listen. You call me and the, hey, give me an ocean mark. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'll take you with me. Yeah. And I'll make your cell phone stay in the damn yeah. box. But if you're on the thing, if we're both fishing on a jetty and you're like, hey, man, you're ca- I'm watching you catch all these fish, all these Spanish mackerel. But look, I'm throwing this tube lure and they're just, I'm not, I'm only getting a couple bites and da da da. But mm-hmm. I'm like, here, man, I'm throwing the gotcha. They want to chase it. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. And most of them will. So you want to talk to fishermen. You know, and they're going to give you the best insight, hopefully, right. on what's going on. Also, talk to your tackle shops. Okay. Yeah, we say that a lot too. Yep. Yep. Talk to your local tackle shops. They'll tell you what's wrong. They don't always know because they're, they're in the tackle well, shop. Well, they're in the they shop. Only, they not, only know what people there. are telling them. Right. You know, so. And typically they ask, like, when we go in, they'll be like, hey, what, you know, what are you guys catching? And they'll ask too. Probably, I wonder if it's for that reason for whenever anyone else comes in. They're just like, oh, yeah. Like, and there's honestly, kind of, like, I mean, I, I've never really got into it, but there's like, there's, uh, apps out there now like mm-hmm. darcy and them use right or uh or part of 
to where anglers will actually post their catch or what they're catching and where at certain times of the year. So you can go back and do a lot of research and be like, okay, well, listen, all these you people know, October, happen. To, these people are catching you can this, break yeah. it down. You look at these apps and you'd be like, okay, look, between this month and this month, most of these people are catching this. Okay, cool. Those are the months I want to target those fish. Right. You know, and then try and figure out why. It's it's really just building this giant puzzle mm-hmm. is how I feel about fishing is. It's failing and succeeding and realizing why you succeeded or why you failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, such is life, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's the same thing. But, you know, anatomy of fish, what they like to eat. The It sounds like common sense, but unless you do it, you're never going to figure it out. You can't just say once a year, like like me, I'm not the greatest pompano fisherman because you know what I do? I go out once or twice a year mm-hmm. and I just go where I know I've caught them in the past because I don't have really the time that time of year to put into it and hope hope and pray. And granted, I, I do well, but I also look at the reports. Right. We- I'm, I'm part of forums online that I'll watch for pompano, you know, to see where they're biting, whether it be in Hutchinson yeah, Island. Yeah, follow Facebook or, pages. Yep, and, Facebook and see, pages. You know, and groups that you know, and I talk And yeah. I talk to people. And, you know, you just hope that you can get on them. And if you're not, you don't have the time, that's probably your best way to kind of yeah, keep you, an you eye. I call it social media re- fishing, but... <laughs> It it can be done because honestly, in our day and age, everybody's putting everything online. We didn't have that when we were younger. Right. Everybody puts it online, so you can you can go on there and kind of keep an eye and be like, oh, okay, they're catching this, they're catching that. They're, okay, they're running. Let's go out and go do it, it now. It makes it a lot easier in today's time to learn how to do this and to to figure things out. Verse, you know, when we were growing up and we didn't have any of this, it was just all you know, hearsay or, you know, learning it on your own and, and failing and then, you know, picking yeah. up the pieces and, and continuing to go and try something else, try something different. Yeah. Yeah. No, you did. You, it's trial by error. You know, mm-hmm. just you have to put your uh, time. You got to get a rod wet. It's like they say, you can't catch them on the couch. <laughs> you can't catch fish. Yep. Can't catch fish You're on the couch. Sister, you can't catch them on the couch. So you just got to get out there and give it a go and, uh, you know, hope for the best. Right. As long as you're enjoying yourself. I always feel like if you keep a positive attitude and you don't give up, you can't fish for an hour right. and be like, oh, they're not biting. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I've gone out there for six to, area, six to eight different. hours. Yeah, you got to move around. Do mm-hmm. all. I've, I've been out there six to eight hours and haven't got a bite. But you know what? I can leave then and feel like, you know what? I tried my hardest. Mm-hmm. I did everything I know how to do. It just didn't happen today. I was obviously in the wrong place. You were out I was by using the, the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. The fish or they weren't chewing, You're you know? Smarted you. And then I'll go back again in like two days to the same spot. I've gone through this punishment and I'll slay them. And then I'll realize, okay, they weren't moving through this area mm-hmm. yet. So and I'll catch them the same way I was fishing. So that's Just where you put time, you put yeah. the pieces of the puzzle together and you always want to try, okay, what was the weather like? What were the tides doing? That that's the, the water very condition too, the the warmth of it, or you know, cooler, yeah, the deeper the, 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 spots. The, and know? I fish offshore. You always want to look at moon right. phases. There's a big. I've noticed a huge dramatic thing with moon phases. Mm-hmm. You know, which I didn't do forever, but now that I do that, I will. In that certain window of time between the majors and minors, I'll fish different ways because I know they're gonna eat. So it's a I lot. Feel like to, this was such an educational episode. It, really it, like it is, but the, the I main... sat over here just the whole time, like taking it all in. I didn't say much <laughs> because it was so much knowledge. <laughs> the main and it, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but like I said, the main thing is just getting out there and doing it and right. succeeding and failing and figuring out what works for you mm-hmm. and you know what you want to catch because every fish is different. 
they're all going to do different things. And when you think you have it all figured out, you're going to realize you don't know shit. Well, it was like me. I, I sucked at bass fishing for the longest time. Finally figured it out. Don't say anything because I still have my moments. But same with like Snapper. It was the hardest when we would anchor up and I would try to like, I could not do it. It was just a failure after failure after failure. But the more time you do it, you learn it. You you understand, you know, the the weight and the, and the current and you're feeling it. And you have, yep. you know when to like, when to lift up and you know when to when to drop it back down you know when to like just the whole process of it and it's just it takes time it takes you know learning it and and failing a few times or hundreds (laughs) depending but you will get it and you know if you just keep trying for it depending on what it is and like you said you just you can never give up you have to stick with it all the time if you truly want that one fish if you let's say your whole life is developed around catching a snook you've never caught a snook just keep trying Oh, yeah. Keep trying different things, different areas, different tactics, different baits. Eventually, it will pay off for you. And then all of a sudden, it's like the light switch goes on. It's going to be the best day ever. Let me tell you, that episode is going to be lit. (laughs) I'm going to be so excited. Mariah catches her first keeper snook. (laughs) Oh, gosh. One of these days. It's going to happen. It'll happen at some point. But we're going to wrap things up. And and as always, thank you guys so much for checking out the Catch Em Up podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. Uh, Tell your friends about it, download it, share it, all that fun stuff. And I do have um, our social media handles linked in our description so you guys can follow us on social media. Uh, We got a bunch of stuff up there, too, as we get out on our fishing ventures, the ones you hear us talk about here. You can also see in some of the videos that we share as well and some photos. But, uh, yeah, until we chat next time, get on out there and catch them up. Peloton, let's go. This holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.